Ah, good morning, Athens. It's 9.0, uh, well, almost uh, 9.08. 3, 2, 1, boom. 9.08. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a Friday, the 18th day of August. Sixty-four degrees outside our studios, and they say today it'll top out at seventy-six. So a real pleasant day, right? Not all that heat, but that too is going to change. We've got to eighty-one tomorrow. Um, let's see here, eighty-nine on Sunday. 91 next Monday. Well, you get the point. It is that time of year. Good morning. Don, good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Well, today a free-for-all, and uh, so Don's here to help us out. And um, we wrap up the week, right? Let's see here. Um, Well, let's, let's do our normal thing. So on this day in history... We often start with this. So on this very date, but in the year 1737, the first public admittance to the Salon de Paris art exhibition, which uh, occurred at the Louvre, um, there in Paris, that Louvre Museum or art gallery, I should say, I guess. Okay, that's the first public admittance. All right. Um, On this date in 1838, the United States Exploring Expedition, which was headed up by Charles Wilkes, departs for the Pacific Ocean and Antarctica. 1914, on this very date... Once again, August 18th, our U.S. President Woodrow Wilson issues the Proclamation of Neutrality. Uh, Let's Google that just a bit. The Proclamation of Neutrality. And um, we'll we'll, um, come back to that in a moment. But uh, once again, that was on this date in 1914. Going on, and then we'll come back. 1919, on this very date, the Anti-Cigarette League of America was formed or established, uh, founded, whatever you want to call it. It happened in Chicago. Proclamation of Neutrality. Anything there? Uh, It was just a speech that he did, basically. Okay. I'm trying to find out exactly what it was about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, we'll keep going here. In 1920, on this very date, State Representative uh, Harry T. Byrne. And then in parenthesis, they have 24. Does that mean he was 24 years of age at that time or what? Anyway, he cast the deciding vote in Tennessee's and Las America's ratification of the 19th Amendment to the Constitution that of course, allowing women's suffrage after reading a letter from his mother. I'm guessing they're saying he was 24 years at that time, uh, of age, that is, a young person. 1940, on this date of uh, August 18th, the Battle of Britain, an air battle known as the Hardest Day, occurs... Luftwaffe um, lose approximately 69 aircraft, and the Royal Air Force, RAF, lose 68. And this is um, still yet, they say, in one of the largest ever air battles. Think of that. The Uh, proclamation of neutrality. Okay. uh, What do you got? What, at least from my understanding, I think it's talking, it's, it was his speech that he gave, I think, before the uh, U.S. went into World War One. Okay. 
because it's talking about how uh, what influence the European war may exert upon the United States. And yet we were keenfully, keenfully, that's a terrible word, that we were terribly involved in World War One. How can you do that without going to a side, having a position? You know what I mean? I'm talking about in in philosophy. Well, anyway, um, I wish I were more of a historian, but I'm not, and I admit it. All right, famous birthdays on this date. Robert Redford. He is celebrating his 87th birthday today. Um, another one who's not around to um, particularly celebrate it is Meriwether Lewis. That's a male. And he was born on this date in 1774. And uh, he died in 1809. Mr. Lewis, Meriwether Lewis. Um, it's not ringing any bells for me. It will ring a bell. Okay. But he was an American explorer, soldier, politician, and public administrator, best known for his role as the leader of the Lewis and Clark expedition. Uh, oh, yes. I get it. Also known as the Corps of, of Discovery with William Clark. And Lewis and Clark, they... Mission was to explore the territory of the Louisiana Purchase, establish trade with and sovereignty over the natives near the Missouri River, and claim the Pacific Northwest and Oregon country for the United States before European nations. Cool. Two more birthdays yet to do. Um, uh, Roberto Clemente, right? Baseball, the Pirates, and all that sort of thing. Born in 1934 on this very date. And passed in 1972. So, uh, what? That's 38 years, right? I think so, if yeah. I'm doing my math right. What a shame. Um, okay, and this last one, um, I'll need your help with for sure. V Vijaya Lakshmi Pandit. Pandit. P-A-N-D-I-T. Um, born on this date in the year 1900, uh, she lived basically 90 years. She died in 1990. Um, Vijaya, is that how it's? Is that how you would say it? Vijaya. That's the way I would say. It. I, okay. I don't see anything on here that says how to pronounce it. So. Okay. Uh, what is, What is her thing? She was an Indian freedom fighter, diplomat, and politician. She served as the 8th President of the United Nations General Assembly from 1953 to 1954, wow. the first woman appointed to either post. She was also the third governor of Mahashtrata from 1962 to 1964, and noted for her participation in the Indian independence movement, she was jailed several times during the movement. Hmm. Well, let's see here. Um, you know, this one report that we use each day we have a free-for-all always has some birthdays and then also a couple deaths. So, two to share with you today. Uh, one is, um, is C. Now, I've seen, I, now do I know how to say this absolutely right? I don't know. Kofi Annan Annan Coffee. Well, K-O-F-I is his first name. Born in 1938 on this date. His last name is A-N-N-A-N. And he died in 2018. On, no, no, let me start that all over. He was born in 1938, but he died on this date in 2018. Whew. Okay, now. Uh, Mr. Anand. He was a Ghanaian diplomat who served as the 7th Secretary, Secretary General of the United Nations from 1997 to 2006. Him, himself and the UN were the co-recipients of the 2001 Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, yes. And he was also the chairman of the Elders 
an international organization founded by Nelson Mandela. Paul IV. Born in 1476. Um, died in on this date in 1559. So doing my math, he was 83. Um, Paul the Fourth. He was head of the Catholic Church and ruler of the Papal States from May 1555 until his death. While serving as a Papal Nuncio in Spain, he developed an anti-Spanish outlook that later colored his papacy. Um, all right. Well, let's put this report away. Um... Let's see here. I came across this a couple days ago. See, today's what, the 18th? Yeah. Yeah. Well, four days ago then. Um, and and I, I can't recall if I brought it up before, but um, the Columbus Airport. Um, I remember Columbus's first airport. I'm, I'm talking for commercial airlines. And spent quite a bit of time in that as a very small child, uh, waiting for my father to either depart or arrive. Um, then, uh, you know, across the way, they acquired all this land, and um, uh, the original runway in the old airport became one of a bunch of runways that Columbus's airport now features. And I think they then, you know, with the passing of John Glenn and everything, they renamed it uh, John Glenn International. Uh, but the Columbus Airport, the, um, the terminal that they currently have, and um, they're going to replace it. Uh, to the tune of uh, over $2 billion in cost. Uh, I think I shared this earlier in the week, but I've been holding it just to, well, to share it today, right? I just think that's interesting, and I, I can't imagine what it's going to look like, but uh, eventually we'll have some plans and designs and that sort of thing. Let's see here. Um, I guess you are aware. I certainly ha get emails about this topic. Mortgage rates are going to rise. That's what they say. Let me turn off my phone. I forgot to do that. And I'll also try to put it to silence here. If I'm lucky. Eh, come on. I hate to uh, take your time, folks. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to set it over there. I can't tell if it's on silent or not. All right. Mortgage rates have, uh, are rising or have risen or whatever you want to say. They go on to say that the average rate for most common type of mortgage in the U.S. has risen to almost 7.1%. And that's according to data from a survey of lenders made by mortgage mortgage financing giant Freddie Mac <coughs> excuse me the figure for a 30-year fixed rate loans is the highest since December of 2001 and is up two percentage points over the past year and more than 4.4 points from the all-time low which was seen in January of 21 They go on to say, among other factors, mortgage rates are influenced by the Federal Reserve, which hiked the federal funds rate from 0% to 5.25 to 5.5 over the past year. And, in, and um, I guess in the past year and a half, really. And that in an effort to fight inflation. Well, Higher mortgage rates mean higher costs for would-be home buyers, 
and tend to cause a slowdown in the housing market. The article goes on, sales of existing homes dropped by almost 19% year over year in June. They go on, though, the median price increased to $410,000, which is really close to an all-time high. Uh, Let's see. So, for context, a buyer making a 20% down payment on the median-priced house would pay $465,000 in interest over the life of a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, which is more than the cost of the house itself. Remarkable. Uh, I assume you've heard about this uh, tropical storm, Hillary. Um, It formed in the Pacific off the coast of Mexico and is moving northwest. And it has now, they've said, strengthened into a hurricane and is expected to bring heavy rain and flash flooding to the southwestern United States uh, during the next week. Um, Now, California, Nevada, Arizona, uh, those three in particular are forecast to receive um, 2 to 10 inches of rain, including drought-stricken areas, drought-stricken areas. Um, My stepson, Paul, lives in Irvine, California, and... um, I've got some other relatives out there too in in Arizona. Nobody in my family in Nevada presently. Let's see here. More about the storm. Hillary is the eighth named storm in the Pacific hurricane season this year and has maximum sustained winds of 120 miles per hour, making it a category three hurricane as of um, when the the writer of this article wrote it, uh, which I believe was like 24 hours ago. They go on, storms are considered hurricanes once winds reach at least 74 miles per hour and become major hurricanes, those classified as Category 3 and above, once the winds get to 111. That's miles per hour, of course. Uh, Hurricane Hillary is expected to turn into a Category 4 hurricane today before weakening to a tropical storm over the weekend as it approaches California. One more sentence here. It is rare for a tropical storm system to make landfall in California due to typically cool waters. However, The El Nino weather pattern is fueling higher tropical activity this year, of course. By the way, the last tropical storm system to make landfall in California was in 1939. That's a while ago. Well, let's see here. What else do we have? Bum, bum, bum. Let's see. Let's okay. Let's go to sports stuff. What do we have? Oh, the uh, women's World Cup, of course. The final will be Sunday. I think that's on Fox uh, Network, and it gets underway at six a.m. Are you going to get up for that? <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. Okay. <laughs> Who's in the final? It's Spain. Versus England. What about another sport? World Track and Field Championships. That kicks off from Budapest tomorrow. Saturday. Um, Here's someone I don't know. 
I guess I should have. It says Sir Michael Parkinson, who was a po popular British talk show host and journalist, died. He was 88. And Jerry Moss, music mogul and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member, he has died. He also 88. Okay, I really am not sure if I know this stuff, but I'm hoping uh, Don does. Here's a single sentence. It says, Paramount decides against selling majority stake in BET, B-E-T, all caps, media, after failing to get a buyer at a $3 billion valuation. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know what it is. What is BET? The, uh, it's the BET network. Yeah. Which, again, I don't know what that is. It's the uh, the Black Entertainment Television Network. Oh, okay. I believe that's what it stands for. Now, my phone is on silence. Why is it making noise? Huh. Oh, well. Today's technology... All right, let's uh, let's go on here. Well, let's talk about science and technology. <laughs> I'm. I've just read one story. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't understand it myself, so I sure don't want to confuse you, folks. Well, I'll read it, now that I've tweaked your interest. Researchers refute claims of room, room temperature superconductivity in the alloy... Uh, golly, Palmer, read it right. In the alloy LK99, which went viral after a video emerged supposedly demonstrating the material's properties. See what I mean? That's all it's got. I, I, I'm. Let's just forget it. Here's another one that says X-ray studies reveal early steps of water droplet in ice crystal production in clouds. Findings will help advance models of cloud formation and climate change. Let's see here. And a third item, and then I'm going to give up on this category. Hmm. It says, scientists create large amounts of muscle stem cells in a lab setting, in a lab setting, without genetic engineering. And they go on that the approach may lead to new treatments for diseases such as muscular dystrophy. Interesting. All right. Well, as I said, I'm enough on that category. Um, let's see. As of um, starting the show today, uh, the death toll in Maui um, has not changed. Um, it is 111. And yet, officials estimate roughly 1,300 people remain unaccounted for. Oh, my. Let's see. Officials from ECOWAS. These are all caps. E-C-O-W-A-S. Which they go on to say is a coalition of West African countries. Say they will intervene in Niger if a recent military coup, coup that ousted President Mohamed Bazoum is not reversed. Okay. And another item, it says more than 60 migrants feared dead after boat found after a month at sea off West Africa's Cape Verde. 
in Pakistan. I guess 129 people, at least, were arrested um, after a mob attacks a dozen Christian churches following allegations of de um, desecration of a Quran. I think I said that right, the word. That's um, a publication. It's like the Bible in a different faith, right? Mm -hmm. The a K, no, no, Q-U-R-A-N. Let's just look it up. What's the Quran? I want to make sure I'm not making an error here. Um, while Don's checking that one out, let's see here. Michael Jackson, mercy. Um... I, I don't think uh, he released a recording I didn't like. Um, and, of course, the Jackson 5 before, uh, when he was simply a member of the family thing. Anyway, um, they say the first episode in a 10-part docuseries evaluating the King of Pop's enduring radio presence despite the many troubling allegations brought against him. Hmm. I'm curious on that one. I think I'll look into it personally. We'll yeah, talk I, prob about I probably it. will, too. Look at it. Um. But anyway, that, back, that, back to the... Uh, yeah, the Quran. Yeah. It is the central religious text of Islam, believed by Muslims to be a revel revelation from God. It is organized in 114 chapters, which consist of verses. In addition to its religious significance, it is widely regarded as the finest work in Arabic literature and has significantly influenced the Arabic language. Wow. Then it says Muslims believe that the Quran was orally revealed by God to the final prophet Muhammad, through the Archangel Gabriel, incrementally over a period of some 23 years. Cool. Well, my, um, I guess my definition, which was much shorter and uh, was largely correct. It was like a Bible to a different faith. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. Okay, that's uh, okay. These are like one liners. In the report I look up um, when we have a free for all, um, it, they call them, etc. 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 Right. Okay. So the first one says, "Explore Italy's catacombs of Rione Sanita." I don't know if I'm saying either of those perfectly. Um, let's see another one. Browse winners of this year's Nature in Focus Photo Awards. Then I guess recently they ranked the world's largest cities by population. So, you know, we could look that one up. In fact, let's do. Um, cities by, uh, world's largest cities by population. See what we come up with. I'm curious. Um, in Antarctica, They've discovered a 20-legged crinoid, C-R-I-N-O-I-D. Hmm. Evidently, that's highly unusual, or a new discovery. Um, bum, 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 bum. Um... Thailand, they are very reliant on railroads. And I guess somebody has started to print safety posters, and there's 
they're really graphic and awful pictures. And by awful, I mean really uh, gory. And um, people are wondering if that's the best way to promote the improvement of safety. Okay. Uh, what did we find out about... Um, what was the thing I asked you to check out? Most pop the world's most pop world's largest cities by population. Okay, did we find such a list? Yes. Okay. What now? Um, I don't have it in front of me. You do. What? Um, let's see. What's um, what's the largest city in U.S. to make the list? None. None. At least not in the top ten. Holy cow. That's interesting. Okay, then let's start at 10. Who's number 10? Uh, there is one in the top 50, though. That's New York City. And where does it rank among the top 50? 48. <laughs> okay. Wow. Now I'm really curious. Okay, who's number 10? Osaka in Japan. Okay. I think that's Japan, yeah. Yeah. Next. Number 9, Beijing. Okay. Number eight, Mumbai. Huh. Okay. Number seven, Dhaka. Yes. Let's say is that how you say that. Okay. Number six, Cairo. Huh. Number Egypt. F- okay. Next. Number five, Mexico City. What? Now you know I've never been to Mexico City, <laughs> and that's in our continent. I know. <laughs> I think yeah, that's the only one in our continent that's in the top ten. Wow. Number six or five? That was number five. Okay. So number, number four. four. Sao Paulo. Yes. Brazil. Number three, Shanghai. Now, you know, so, let me go back to Sao Paulo. Um, Danilo Tavares was a young man who was a Rotary Exchange student, and he lived with us in our home for, um, I guess, four months. And was this, uh, attended Athens High School as a senior. And he was um, from Sao Paulo. Um, and his mother, last I knew, was nearly um, the same as our Speaker of the House for the nation of Brazil. Danilo was nice. All right. All of our exchange students that we've hosted have been wonderful. Okay. Back back to uh, where, where did we leave off? Number four? Yeah. And so that was? Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Okay. Number three. Shanghai. Okay. Go number, on. Number two, Delhi. Okay. And then number one, Tokyo. Wow. And the highest nationwide from our nation is that of New York City, and it ranks 48th. Mercy. I'm just going to turn this thing off. Uh, Power off. Go. Okay. I don't know why. It says it's silenced, but it isn't. Sorry about that, folks. Okay. Well, let's see here. What else? Well, this is a weird thing. It says Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen takes hallucinogenic shrooms. Okay, now I've heard somewhere that some of these mushrooms uh, do have medicinal qualities. But hallucinogenic, that... That sort of sounds like, you know, way out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just see if you can find a little more on this, because I don't want to spread any false rumors or hearsay or anything like that. Let's see. On this date, Roberto Clemente was born. I think we talked about that earlier. 
Yeah, all of these we've done already. Um, it mentions Robert Redford, too. Shelley Winters, the actress. All right, well, enough on that. Anything on hallucinogenic shrooms? The, I mean, the thing that I'm finding is about the, the Janet Yellen thing, but okay. it was like, there was a dish that she ate at a restaurant in China. Yeah. And I don't, uh, the thing I'm reading doesn't say what they were called. But it's just saying that she, you know... It made her get high or something? I, I guess. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that's... Um, that was probably entirely accidental, you know? Let's see here. Um, Ohio University's Board of Trustees. Um, they're having a meeting coming up. It starts on Monday, August 21st. And... Um, I, I guess the um, uh, the first chunk will be a uh, an executive committee, and um, that will occur at nine o'clock. And then they'll go into their um, committee meetings at eleven fifteen, and then the main the main board meeting will be at four fifteen. And all of this will be in Walter Hall. Um, some of it they do stream via audio. Um, and um, you can also go to the Board of Trustees website for Ohio University. And there's a link there for that live stream. And for that matter, the agenda is there to be read in advance as well. Um, let's see here. Um, they're going to get an annual facilities maintenance report, which includes operations and a sustainability update. And, uh, you know, just the normal stuff, right? Nothing uh, terribly glaring, although they are expecting a number of positive stories from the student experience point of view. And I think that's always a good idea. Okay, I'll set that over there. Um... Okay, we have about um, 14 minutes left. Well, what are some of the headlines that we've not brought up? Uh, at Camp David Summit, Japan, South Korea, and the United States present a united front. The president... Joe Biden, will host the leaders of the two Asian nations to overcome historical grievances and present a united front in the face of an increasingly assertive China. Another story. It says officials investigate threats against Trump, grand jurors, in Georgia. Okay, so, you know, some of the jurors' identities have been shared on social media with suggestions that they be harassed or made infamous. Oh, that would be disturbing. And, um, well, I think I saw some, maybe I heard some recorded interview of one of those jurors saying they had been threatened with their life by someone. Um, let's see here. The White House has targeted key Democrats on potential Saudi-Israel pact. 
Um, Okay. Let's see. Oh, something went wrong with my printer here. Oh well. Let's see. Oh, I see what happened. Okay. Well. Okay, I, I, I guess we'll just call that the end of the headlines. We did some earlier. Um, what about stories in greater depth? Um, Ukraine. Um, Ukrainian forces have been fighting a brutal counteroffensive for the past two months struggling to break through on land. Yet they have made progress on another front, the Black Sea, which is, of course, a vital shipping route for both sides of the war. Last month, Russia withdrew from a deal that had allowed ships to safely export grain from the Ukraine across the Black Sea. Within days, Moscow bombarded Ukrainian ports and threatened foreign cargo ships. The Ukraine responded by sending a new class of sea drones to attack Russian ships and infrastructure hundreds of miles away. Ukraine is hoping the drones will keep Russia from controlling the sea and ultimately allow shipments to resume. Yesterday, a civilian cargo ship sailed safely through Ukrainian waters in the Black Sea for the first time since this deal collapsed. The counteroffensive is often thought of too linearly of too linearly as progress reclaiming territory. Let's see, let me See if I can do this better. Linearly. Okay, I'm looking at it closely and I still don't get it. I'll, let's just skip that sentence. Let's go on. Just as important to the counteroffensive is Ukraine's ability to cut Russia's supply chain and attack Russia in deep positions. And that is what's happening in the Black Sea. Even before invading, Russia sought to be the dominant force in the Black Sea, which is bordered primarily by Russia, Ukraine, and three NATO countries. Upon invading, Russia decimated Ukraine's much smaller navy and blockaded its ports. While Ukraine fought back with missiles, sinking a major Russian ship, Moscow's warships were mostly able to sail with impunity, launching missiles at Ukrainian towns and cities. Well, after both sides agreed to keep shipping routes across the water open in an international deal, an uneasy status quo held for nearly a year. Ukraine was able to export grain propping up its economy and the global food supply, and Russia mostly refrained from attacking ports. But the deal was shaky. Russia complained that the terms favored the Ukraine, which had kept launching small-scale attacks against the Russian-held Crimean Peninsula on the Black Sea, while international sanctions hurt the Russian economy. After repeated threats, Russia quit the agreement last month, and the deal's collapse drove up global grain prices and reopened the Black Sea as a major battleground. 
Well, during the period when the corridor was open for grain, the Black Sea faded a bit from international attention. The closing of that co corridor not only threatens global food supplies, but ushered in a new turbulent phase in the battle at sea. Now, these drones. Um, they cost like $250,000 a piece. That's a quarter of a million. And they have the ability to damage or destroy multi-million dollar Russian ships. Because the drones are relatively new, they are now forcing Russia to develop sophisticated defenses against them. And it may have to devote more resources to protecting ships, ports, and bridges from attacks that threaten its economy and its ability to resupply troops. And um, basically, experts are saying that we're now in a place where the Ukraine can increasingly fight back at sea. Well, let's see here. Russia also has an agile weapon to, fat, to fight back. It's, um, it has an expanded fleet of sea drones. Uh, now, these are, you know, the, the, what the Ukraine is using are aerial drones. But uh, what Russia is trying out are basically um, small boats or vessels that I guess they're around um, 18 feet at the max in length. And they can travel hundreds of miles to strike or surveil targets. They are fast and stealthy and do not require Ukrainian sailors to risk their lives. They go on, the most common ones are sort of like unmanned speedboats that are packed with explosives. Well, the story goes on, and uh, once again, as we often do, this particular story came from the New York Times. And you can go to their website for more information. They have a great deal more there. Uh, the chief of Maui's emergency management agency has resigned. He did so after... Um, after facing criticism for not sounding alert sirens during the fires. <laughs> Other big stories. As the school year begins, a shortage of bus drivers across the United States is making it hard for students to get to class. I think we had a teaser about this early this week. Not a teaser, but I mean uh, a little blurb about it. Well, I remember on uh, CBS News they uh, that plays at the top of every hour mm -hmm. uh, earlier in the week, Monday or Tuesday, they said that last week a uh, is either Alabama or Kentucky. I, I think Kentucky, yeah, cause, yeah, because it was in Louisville. But they said that they had to uh, cancel all day, the oh yes days of school because or. They didn't have enough people. They didn't have think. enough bus drivers, and like the new drivers, they uh, didn't get the kids home until like ten o'clock at night because yeah. they didn't know the route. I, I recall something like, like that as well. Um, Makes me glad I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> yeah. Here's another line. Uh, what they're calling a teaser, I guess, or I'll call it that. It says middle-aged adults are binge drinking and using marijuana at record levels. I believe that. Binge drinking. That that means heavy drinking. Yes. Right? Okay. Uh, come on, folks. Um, let's see here. 
We've got about two and a half minutes left. Um, Jerry Moss, who co-founded A&M Records back in a garage studio in 1962. Um, and A&M became a big, big producer <coughs> of pop music. Uh, anyway, some of the artists that uh, they were known for, Police, The Carpenters, Peter Frampton, and so on. Anyway, he died. He was 88. Um, I guess the British Prime Minister went to Disneyland. Is that right? I think that's right. And uh, with his family. That's neat. Well, it is the happiest place on earth. How about that? Allegedly. I don't know. I've never been there, so I don't know. <laughs> I've been to Disneyland, and I've been to Disney World. Once in Florida, once in California. Um... They are impressive. I was not there for a long period of time, just uh, like a half a day each. But I, you know, you hear so much about them, I was very curious. I might have had a little longer out in California at the original uh, Disneyland. Well, we are nearly out of time, folks. Once again, uh, this weekend it's going to warm up. And uh, today's high, though, is 76, and that's supposed to occur around 5 p.m. Be careful. Have a safe weekend. And um, we'll be thinking about you and keeping our fingers crossed for everybody's well-being. Don, take care. I will. You too. We'll see you on Monday, eh? All right. Take care, folks. Good night or good morning. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.3 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.